This is CliffCentral.com. Hello there. My name is Sonia Booth. Welcome to Opinion Booth. My guest for today, Miranda Mukele Nchangasi. Did I pronounce it properly? <laughs> pronounced it um, almost properly. Um, so it's Mukele. Mukele. And it's Nchangasi, but I've dropped the Mukele now because I've been married for quite a while. I had kept it for a very long time because I had built my name in the industry for quite a while. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to drop this name in case people can't find me. Mm. <laughs> but now I'm just like, you know what? If people want to find me, they'll find me. This is who I am now. I belong to a Zulu family and that's it. I like that. Umakoti. Umakoti me. So today's title or today's topic is Zest for Life. And um, I think towards the end of the show, you will understand why I decided to, do, to go with that um, title or topic. So music was her first love, but she prioritized her acting career mm-hmm. only for the music bug to take center stage. Pun intended. Welcome <laughs> to Opinion Booth. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> she's shy. <laughs> oh, she's acting shy. No, I'm not shy. So, so you are an actress, musician, songwriter, and businesswoman. You I are very above. busy. And a mom and a wife. A- and a mom, of course, to two sons, right? Yes. How old are they now? So my youngest is 17 months and my eldest is five years old. Who's melodramatic and who's calm of the two? Definitely Zetembe. Zetembe is the younger one. So Zetembe means believe in yourself And somehow that name has just taken over his life He doesn't know what it means He, But he literally is the one that is melodramatic He'll cry over anything and then stop immediately Like the moment you say, sorry Nana He goes, okay And it's like, stop, literally um, He'll jump off something and then he'll hurt himself And then you say to him, sorry Nana, done Like he is so melodramatic you would never believe Like he will want your attention and then after he's gotten your attention, he'll look at you like, I don't really have anything to say, but I just wanted you to look at me. Okay. <laughs> just Whereas my other one, he's, he's so chilled. Like he, I take him everywhere with me. I would have brought him with me today, but, um, the time didn't allow because usually I fetched him at about like half past 12 at school and then I go with him wherever. Um, and so he'll just sit in the background and then afterwards he'll ask me like a bunch of questions like, mommy, what was that about? What is an interview? What's an audition? Um, who were you meeting with today? And he'll go, oh, okay. All right. And then he'll sit back and watch me do whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your name means she who must be admired. Right. It is befitting. I mean, I look at you and I'm thinking she is such a breath of sunshine. I, I think you've been told, you know, almost every day how beautiful you are. My husband does. I like that. He does. I like After that. After 11 years, he tells me, and, and sometimes I go, really? <laughs> and he goes, but like, just allow me, allow me to embrace you. Yeah. Absolutely. Be, be grateful and thankful. I mean, I would love to be told every single morning about how gorgeous I am. Um, I but I don't know about Matthew, every single morning. Matthew's listening, so let me try and be nice, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I might just be asked to sleep in the dog box tonight or in the guest bedroom. So I, I take it back. Matthew tells me every morning about what a gorgeous black bone I am. Okay. And let, you I'm are just putting a it out there. Black bone. I'm, I'm start trying to get brownie Pictures points don't out do there. you justice. Ah, uh, you are too kind. Look who's talking. Look who's talking. So, so, Miranda, you were raised by your dad, a German immigrant. Your biological mom passed away when you were still an infant. How old were you? 
Um, I tell everybody a year and a half because I don't want to scare them, but I was actually six months. Scary. Mm. Initially, you didn't have a nanny. And your dad took you to work with him mm. every day, yeah. where his colleagues took turns in babysitting you. Your dad is a rock star, in my opinion. He really is. Tell me about your relationship and how he finally found a recipe to tame your Afro. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that laughter. <laughs> Um, I, look, if he's found a recipe, I'll be sure to tell you because he has. Is it still a, a battle? Um, with me, no, but with him, he tells me all the time, can you just tame your hair? Like when he sees me, when I go and visit him on holidays, um, and he sees me wake up in the morning, cause I don't, like a lot of women buy a twala when they sleep, yes. but I don't twala when I sleep. So even my husband has gotten used to it. Whenever I wake up in the morning, he's like, can you just tame your hair? <laughs> and I'm like, if you couldn't tame my hair, how could I have tamed my hair, you know? Exactly. So he hasn't found a recipe. I found a recipe. Um, I do a lot of natural treatments. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I do for my natural hair. And as a result, I'm a hair activist for other females around me and on social media, etc., etc. Um, But yeah, um, being brought up by a male figure... Um, in my life was quite difficult in the beginning because obviously it was touch and go. Sometimes when he couldn't take me to work, he had to ask people, neighbors or whoever to, uh, to look after me. And as a result, I was never looked after. So whenever he, eventually when he came to the decision to take me to work with him and asked his boss to take me to work with him, it was a very difficult decision for his boss to agree. So I used to spend time with the tea lady a lot. I used to spend time with the reception lady a lot. Sometimes in his office when he didn't have meetings and I used to drive him up the wall. Which is what Zakir does to me now And I totally understand it now Payback Yes Um But my goodness I wouldn't change it for the world Because my dad is like my rock My dad's 80 this year Wow He's 80 So he's 80 And he's still around Um He married another woman And I And I, and I have two sisters now <clears throat> I also have two white brothers That are older than me That live in Germany the one lives in um, Bulgaria. The one lives in Germany. Um, but I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I am the female that I am now. And I think I'm at an advantage as well because a lot of the my thinking is very proactive um, and very, um, I won't say protected, but I know how to protect myself as a result because I was raised by a male. Um, there are certain things that I look at with friends that I'm like, oh, no, that's, surely that should be obvious. But I, I, I forget that, wait a minute, I was raised by a different sex So for me It's hunt first And then the rest later You know um, So I wouldn't have changed it For the world I remember I don't know if this is Too much information No for, go for it for Go for listeners. it There's never too much information For Cliff Central Remember it's uncensored <laughs> Unscripted And radio So I remember When I started my period And I, and I, and I didn't know what, what starting your period was Because obviously My dad had never told me I'd never been taught at school um, And so I went to my dad And I said to him So like I've just there's like blood on my underwear And he was like What do you mean There's blood on your underwear I was like There's blood on my underwear And he was like Wait how old are you So like I'm 12 And he was like Oh wait Wait wait, wait for me right there So then he went into his office And got me like Six encyclopedias Turned them to the right pages And he said to me Sit down Read all of this So I was like uh, Sit down right now Okay cool So I read and 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 I was like Oh okay And he's like So now do you understand What's happening And then he explained it In his 
own way. Own way. It's okay. This is what's happening. You're becoming a female, like a woman. You can now make babies, so don't go sleep with boys. Da da da. Give me the whole spiel. Then he said, okay, right. Now we're going to the shop. <laughs> so when we went to the shop, um, he asked the lady at, at the shop to like choose the specific thing for me. And then he wrote it down for himself because I went to boarding school. So every like, Three months or so Or month and a half I can't remember how long it would He'd post me like a pa- a package With all of my sanitary towels Oh wow Yeah Oh that is Oh wow <laughs> Right Oh okay That's quite 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 a story Um, So there are awkward things like that That could happen between um A father and a daughter But I mean Other things like when When I was a child I used to shower with my dad So I knew That a male was different to a female He used to explain it to me Um and he used to tell me specifically, don't let anybody touch these parts of your body. Don't let anybody, you know what I mean? So when I went to boarding school, I knew exactly what was for what. If a boy came up to me and spoke about, you know, the upper part of my, of my body, I used to say, listen here, my dad said, you don't ever talk about my private parts. And that's the way it's going to stay. Hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't begin to imagine a life without my mother. Have you made peace with her passing or are you still angry or are you angry with the universe that you never got a chance to bond with her? Oh my goodness. I grew up as an angry child. I I, I can tell you countless stories of how um, I used to end up in fights with boys. I used to end up in fights with girls, really bad fights. The one fight I knocked a girl's teeth out. Sure. That's how angry of a child I was. I was always in defense mode until I met my husband when I was in varsity in my first year. Um, my husband studied industrial psychology. So technically psychology was one of the subjects and blah, blah, blah. Um, and as our relationship like sort of um, blossomed, he in his way counseled me and I realized, wait a minute, the way I talk to him, the way I treat him is not exactly the way any female should be treating a male figure. Um, with my dad, it's okay because it's banter between me and him. It's just me and him, you know, he's, he's my guy. I'm his girl, you know, but when it comes to a loving relationship where there's, um, a husband and a, and a wife situation or a boyfriend and a girl, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. So I worked on myself a lot. Um, And most of my anger, I realized then um, stemmed from not having a female figure in my life that I could attach myself to as a permanent thing. And I made peace with it. I I then eventually searched for my mom's family because I didn't really know them. Um, I I knew my aunt who, who used to teach me when I was in sub B. You know, Sapi, that's how old I am. (laughs) Which is what now? Grade, grade, triple knot? Grade two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you see, you exposed yourself. There's there's also grade triple (laughs) knot, right? I don't know. (laughs) There is, there is. I don't know. And so I got in contact with her and then she got me in contact with my mom's family. We then went to my mom's childhood home where they grew up. She showed me everything. And then I had like this huge, you know, when you have that huge cry. Yes. I had a huge cry and I let it go from that day on. And then we did like, um, like a ceremony for my mom's, um, tombstone, all of that stuff. Ever since then, 
I've been okay. You made peace with I've it. I've made peace with it. And you're, you're in good space. And you, I'm in you, a good space. You look like a very content woman. I really that There's am. so much peace that you exude. Besides the fact that you're a very classy lady. I mean, you're very elegant. You're very well mm. put together, mm. as people say. And <laughs> I mean, you know, you deserve all those compliments. You're, you're, a, you're a beautiful human being. Thank and you. not just your looks, because I Google a lot of you. Is it? Yes, I did. I'm going to be opening up your files later on. And then you can perhaps bribe me later on, you know, not to reveal too much, you know. So it's obvious. I mean, you you grew up um, as a mixed race child in a small town called Yagasfontein in the Free State. That must have been a challenge. I mean, I believe you were bullied at some point as well. Tell mm. me about... Um, so, I'm originally from a small town called Yachersfontein. 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 It's a okay. very Afrikaans. The free state is very Afrikaans. Absolutely. So, you'll find a lot of towns that are that, that are Afrikaans um, as a result, Bloemfontein. Yes. You know? um, but then I went to school in the Eastern Cape, which is not too far from the free state. It's literally like... The M3 is what divides us and the Orange River is what divides us pretty much. Um, <clears throat> so at school, I didn't, I didn't associate with a specific race. I wasn't colored. A lot of people thought I was colored. I can speak Afrikaans. I can speak Kosa. I can speak Sosoto. I can speak Zwan. I can speak Zulu. I can speak German. So a lot of the times I didn't associate with a specific race. So my friends were of all races. And as a result, whenever, because I didn't know how to speak Kosa, when I, when I learned how to speak Kosa, when I got to the Eastern Cape, some words I couldn't pronounce properly. And as a result, I got bullied for being too white and wanting to, to learn a black language and it's their language, you know, don't murder our language, you know. I don't understand that, never understood it because my dad's white, never saw race. Um, my mom was black. My dad, um, he associated himself with all races. So for me, color wasn't a thing. Like I didn't even know it was a thing. So when I got to the school, I was like, oh, wait a minute, color is actually a thing. Um, so... As a result, I got bullied. Uh, sometimes I was too white. Sometimes I was too black. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't white enough for my white friends and I wasn't black enough for my black friends. Uh, my school fees were always paid up because my dad was white. Like, what has that got to do with it? You know, um, whenever, whenever we got fetched from school, my dad would fetch me early because he's white. He's got white time. You said to me, I'm punctual and I wanted to say to you, I don't work on African time. And I was like, wait, Miranda, you, that's a color thing. That's a yes. racial thing. That's a racist thing to say. Yeah. You know? I, I was just brought up like that. So why should a child that is brought up a certain way be considered something that they've never thought of? You know, like I didn't know what race was. Why, why all of a sudden now when I go to a school, people associate me with a specific race. When, why can't I just be somebody that just is everyone's friend? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's how I raise my children now. Um, someone asked me the other day, so what man are you married to? And then I said to him, what does it matter? <laughs> I said to them, what does it matter? No, no, no. I was just asking and I said, but that's a racial thing. Like it's, it says something about you. Absolutely. What does it matter? What kind of man? Absolutely. No, because you're mixed race. And I said, you see, you're being racial again. Exactly. You know, you're racial profiling. But if you want to know, I'm married to a Zulu man. Oh, so what color are your kids? What do you mean? What color are my kids? <laughs> 
I have children, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to raise them as well to just play with all cultures at their school. Um, they have play dates with like Indian children, colored children, white children. I, I tell Zaki specific things or when he goes to the homes and I say, remember, we, we act a certain way when you're at someone's house. Okay. So make sure you have your manners intact because I don't want to hear things when you come back here that you were doing certain things, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was difficult. Um, in the beginning, but now I'm okay. I think before I didn't know where I belonged because I thought I needed to belong somewhere, mm. you know. And that's a huge. That was a huge part of my, of growing up. Because even when I came to Joburg, all of a sudden everybody speaks Zulu, and I'm like, wait a minute, where do I fit now? But why do I have to? I know. Why? Why can't you just be? Why can't I just be? Tell me about your days in boarding school. Did oh. you like it or Best did you wish you were enrolled in a day school? Oh. And would you send your sons to a boarding school? I would love to send my sons to a boarding school. I had the time of my life in boarding school. There are things in boarding school that I would have never learned if I was a day scholar. Um, geez, there's a lot I could mention. Boarding school has a way of, and I don't know if it's all boarding schools, but the specific one I went to in the Eastern Cape, because um, I went to Lady Grey Arts Academy in Lady Grey. Um, like, I found myself there. Like, I knew that I wanted to be a musician. I knew that I wanted to be an actress. And I also knew I wanted to be a businesswoman. And those were things from when I was really young. The business side of things that comes from my dad, but musicianship and actorship, we are making words up now. I love hey, that. I, I love so that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, the, those are things that I knew and that was nurtured in school and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And they allowed me to be that person. So I had, I had the best time of my life. My, my, <clears throat> One of the ladies that works with me right now is one of my best friends from school. And we talk about school all the time. And she's like, girl, those were the days. Those were the days. You know, I re I would love for Zake and them to experience that. I just don't know if it would be the same because it was very innocent back then. And to what I understand right now, boarding schools are all about promiscuity and um <sighs> Things that aren't supposed to be in children's lives. Mm. So I don't know if it would be the same. And I think that's what um, their father thinks as well. And that's why he doesn't agree with boarding school. But he was a day scholar, so he wouldn't really even know what boarding school was like for me. But I would definitely do it again if it was the same. Did parenthood change you as a person? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm quite selfless now. Because of parenthood, um, I had a I had a level of selflessness when I was younger because I'm naturally a nurturing and giving person. But with my children, like I learned even more of how much I can be selfless. Um, my son the other day he was eating his banana and I was having my banana and I was like, oh my gosh, this banana is so good. And then he finished his really quickly and then he was like, mommy, can I have your banana? And I was like, oh. Really? Do I have to give him my banana? <laughs> and then I was like, actually, I could probably buy another banana. Are you hungry, banana? And he was like, yeah, I'm very hungry. And I was like, oh, okay, you can have the banana. I wouldn't have done that. Like, I would have taught him that actually you can't just ask for people's bananas if yours is finished. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> but I've learned so many things that with my kids that I surprise myself with every single day. My children make me a better person. 
like whenever, that. Yeah, whenever, and I know a lot of people say that. A lot of people are like, oh, no, my children make me a better person. Zakia and Zatembe really make me a better person. Like the other day we were driving out of the, out of the gate and um, I was driving. Well, Zaki had the remote and he had to close the gate. He almost closed the gate on the car. And I looked at him and he was so scared. And I realized, oh, wait a minute. Miranda, this poor child doesn't even know that that was going to happen. So on a normal situation, like I would have totally reacted the way I wanted to. Yeah. But because he's my son and he looked at me the way I need to set an example to him. So that he doesn't learn those habits for future cases. So I said to him, you know what, my baby, I apologize. I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm the kind of mommy that apologizes. Yes. Because he needs to know that apologizing is okay. Absolutely. Right? So I said to him, I really am sorry. But you need to understand mommy reacted because it costs a lot for a car to get mm. fixed. <laughs> you know, it costs a lot. And mommy doesn't have that money right now. And he was like, I understand, mommy. I'm so sorry. Oh. All in one little lesson All wow. in one little thing I could have easily like alienated my child mm. Made him think that he did something terribly wrong Which he actually in fact didn't It wasn't his intention He didn't wake up in the morning going Mommy, I'm really going to slam the gate against your car For sure Right? So yeah, I'm, I'm a better person because of them I like that I believe you're a bookworm what is that one book that inspired you to dream big? This is going to sound like a cliche. The Alchemist. I love that book. Who doesn't? A lot of people do, right? But then I have a lot of books that I, that I, that inspire me. Like, I don't know how to say her name correctly and everybody keeps fixing me. Is her name Chimanda Ngozi? Oh, Chimamanda. Chimamanda Ngozi. There we go. Yes. She's an incredible oh, writer. She's Exceptional. an incredible writer. Um, I love African literature. It's like my thing. It's like my go-to. If I can't find anything good to read that's of our African culture or, or of our African stories, even if it's fiction, I'm fine. Yeah. You know? Um, I just get really bored. <laughs> You're an African. I'm an African and I love it when people tell our stories. Mm. You know? So the alchemist changed my life totally. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, he's, 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 he's an incredible yeah. writer. And that's, that's a beautiful story right there. I've Absolutely. yet to meet one person who hasn't read the, the alchemist. Absolutely. So you're a businesswoman amongst yes, many am. other titles, right? Mm -hmm. That you juggle. Tell me about the challenges of starting your own business. Um, excuse me. So luckily <clears throat> with me, the business that I bought into that I wanted to run, um, was already run by someone else. I don't know if that makes sense. So I bought into the business. Yes. Um, so luckily for me, in terms of starting costs and that kind of stuff, I didn't need to, to do that. Um, to, to a point, it was like starting over because we rebranded. We, we did a whole lot of things that we implemented into the business that made it better. Um, it's a challenge in terms of, okay. I know this is taking it racial, but it's one of the challenges that I face within my business, and I don't mean to be racial about it. But being black in South Africa and being female in South Africa, that was a very big challenge for us, especially within the entertainment industry. Um, luckily, now we're taking quite a nice turn, and, and everything, they, they're supporting black businesses more. Um, so... <clears throat> It took us a while to 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 get clients to believe in our black business because 
essentially that's what it is um i also so so let me give you a bit more information so i run an agency for actors so we manage actors careers um it's called star quality management and we also run um actors workshops we're in the process right now of getting the school um accredited as well it's been quite an uphill battle and we're still uphill battling it um but we're not giving up um, but it took us a while to get a lot of our clients to believe in our black business because black business is somehow associated with bad service, somehow associated with unreliability, um, um, dishonesty, all of these ugly names we didn't want to be associated with our business. So it took a while for us. Every single like three or four months, we'd go to clients and take them like a bottle of wine. And, and sometimes we'd find clients that don't drink wine and be like, sorry, I don't drink wine. So we'd end up going back and like finding like a box of lint to take them back, you know. Um, it didn't cost us much. Um, but, but in the end, it has worked for us. Uh, how many years has it been? Five years later. We're, we're now making visible money. My nose is it's, it's okay. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me give you a break there. So grade two was the year you fell in love with music. Some people might not know about your passion for music. You said music has always been something I always go back to. It makes the world right. I like that. It makes the world right. Hmm. That's very poignant, right? I love that. Mm. It resonates. And you knew from a very young age that you would pursue it at some point in your life. Does your family have a musical background and who influenced your love for music? So the funny thing is um, no one in my family is artistic at all. My dad's a mathematician. My older brother is an architect. My the brother that comes after him, he is an accountant. Um, <laughs> so like when when I wanted to do this art thing, I, I think I was four. I was drawing um, pictures of my dad making pancakes in the morning because that used to be my favorite thing to do with my dad. He makes the worst pancakes right now, but back then. <laughs> Does he know? Never he's not going to like you after hearing this. Well, luckily, he doesn't have, like, he's not very good with cell phones, so he won't be listening to this. You think or you wish. <laughs> no, trust me, he won't. He's 80 okay. and he won't be listening if to this. If you say so. Um, but he probably knows. I'm sure I've told him. He like puts funny things in his pancakes now. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> he makes the best eggs, though. Does mm. that help? Mm. <laughs> I think you've bailed yourself out. Um. So... Gosh, what was this about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it it, it was your musical background, family. Yes, that is okay. Yes, okay, cool. So, um, I was I was drawing. Um, I was sitting at the feet by his desk, and I was drawing him making pancakes for us. And he said to me, "You're always drawing pictures. What do you want to be when you grow up?" So I said, "I want to be a painter." And he was like a painter. So I was like, yeah. So he was like, okay, so I pretty much need to find you a school. So what kind of school would you want to go to? And I was like, I don't know where they paint. Are there schools where people paint? And he was like, I think there might be like art school. So we'll try and find you an art school. And I was like, great. And that's how we found the art school. And so he was very nurturing towards my, my passion for the arts. <clears throat> and when I said to him, I want to study music, originally I was meant to go study law. 
I know everyone says that every actor's like, yeah, I was supposed to go study this, and then I decided to study acting. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally wanted to go study. Like I was registered in everything, and then I think the week of um, initiation. I don't know what the, it's like. Um, they do like an initiation week or something. What is it called? Uh, orientation. That thing. Yeah. Yes, orientation. Um, I was like to my dad, no, I can't do this. So yeah, let's make a plan. Then a friend of mine gave me a pamphlet from after. And it looked so beautiful. You know, like in the movies when there's like the background song that goes, ah, it literally <laughs> had an ah moment for me. Uh-huh. And you were sold. Yeah. And I was sold. It was red. It was glossy. It was red and black. And they had like cameras and it looked like a magazine. Seriously. Like I'd never seen a prospectus like that in my life. I opened it and I was like, this is where I want to go. And my dad was like, okay, this prospectus looks very expensive. How much are the fees? Looked at the fees and he was like, okay, it's a bit pricey, but we'll make it work. Is this really what you want to do? And if it is, fine, we'll do it. So for my first year of studies, I I got a bursary, studied with a bursary. And then second year and third year, my dad sold his properties for me to just finish. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, music has always been my thing that I've gone back to. Like whenever, whenever life's not okay. Music brings it all together. I have I have literally a song for each moment in my life. Hmm. Yeah. I have I can't tell you if I remember them. I can I've got a terrible memory. But um is there such a thing as a photographic mem like a, a, yes. a ear remembering memory? Like a you mean like a beyond a good ear? No, like like you know how you have a photographic memory? Yes. Instead yes. of like a like people cram? Like do yes. you have a, like a a, a ear memory like there a, must be cuz that's there what must i have Ex- explain it explain it to me so like like i'll hear a song and i'll realize oh wait this song is from that moment <gasps> oh wow i totally remember what was happening in that moment that's Absolutely. incredible okay. i remember the first time i danced with my husband cuz that's how i found him yeah so you had good dance moves yeah, no, You he, impressed him He bad. did I can't dance He did my life. He can dance. So he's dancing impressed you Yeah It wasn't really the dancing It was just like his vibe You know uh-huh. <laughs> And she's blushing mm. So I can absolutely remember the songs That played the whole evening And when they play I'll say to him I totally remember the song from the evening And he's like really? And I'm like yes I promise you There must be a word for it We'll find it We'll find we'll it We'll find it There must be like a I don't know Ear memory. If not, we'll make it up, right? Something, yeah. Mm. So I have a a song for each memory. Yeah. And and hopefully towards the end of the show you're gonna serenade us with 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 a small onion or something, something. But we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. So you were appointed choir soloist and voice group leader, passing your final theory and light music singing exam with distinctions. Great oh, achievement. You, you did your research. Great achievement, right? <laughs> yeah. For me, that was. Um, it didn't. It, by the way, that didn't happen overnight. Um, I used to see um, the choir. The choir. Um, what do you call them? Choir prefects. We used to call them choir prefects, like choir leaders. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I didn't know they were choir. So they were prefects. choir okay. prefects and choir leaders that that go around and make sure you're singing correctly. Your I diaphragm see. All oh, right. Um, your your vowel sounds are big enough. Your 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 tongue is at the like whatever the case is. The right? technicalities. Yeah, the technicalities of it. Because yeah. the choir master can't come, can't can't cover each and every choir 
member. Yes. So our choir master at that time is the current choir master for um, the Drakensberg Boys Choir. Excuse right now. me. Yeah, he's amazing. Like he's he, gotta be amazing. That man taught me things about music that I would have never learned in my life. As a result, I got to varsity and I flew right through varsity. I was like, oh, okay, I know all of this. I know all of this, you know. Um, so it, I worked really hard to become a soloist in the choir. I saw soloists and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a soloist in this damn choir because <laughs> you're a cool person if you're a soloist in this choir. You're a cool person in school. And I was never a cool kid. So I really wanted to be that cool kid and to be known for my music, you know. So when I became a soloist, I was like, yeah, yeah. And as a result, when I go back, people are like, oh, yeah, you were that soloist, you know, the soprano soloist. And I was like, yeah. And we still sing your song. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> tell, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, what was the question? Can you see I ramble, Sonia? It's, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, uh, we were talking about you pa- passing your final year theory in light music um, oh, yes. singing exam with distinctions. Um, I got distinctions all the time. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, lay pressure, only, pressure, only pressure. Like so you only you only got distinctions, right? No, only in drama and stuff. I was never really good in the other stuff. Okay, uh, with exception biology, that was like the only other thing I was good at. Got a distinction in biology. Got a distinction in my music. Got a distinction in drama. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest. Mm. And you also taught yourself how to play a guitar. That can't be easy. Um, I got the basics from watching a teacher. So I, I think I went for like four or five lessons and I said to him, please teach me the basics. Um, but because the kind of music I wanted to do in school, because in school we were taught classical music, even doing light music was like, oh, you know, you're doing light music. That can't be right. But I was a bit of a rebel in that case because I should have done classical music. But I was like, I, I can't for this classical thing. Like, there's no flavor in this. You know, I want some flavor. I'm half mm. white and I'm half black. Where's the flavor? Yes, <laughs> you know? meet me halfway meet somewhere. Meet me halfway. So even when we, when he taught me the basics of the guitar, I was like, oh, it sounds too, not me. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really know what it was at that time because I didn't know what flavor was. But I just knew that that's not the kind of playing I'd like to play. So then I just taught myself, like, cause for, for cause I'm a songwriter as well. So for songwriting, you need to have some basis of, of something that helps you write. So I taught myself, um, so I, I'd sing a tune and I'd try and find the chord and try and figure it out. And that's how I taught myself. It wasn't per se difficult, but it was, it was more of a, a learning thing so that I could also cope for myself as a songwriter and survive. I don't play guitar anymore. Why not? I just like never practice. That's the problem. So it's sitting somewhere gathering dust? Gathering dust. I have three. Gathering dust. I'm hoping one day you'll dust them off and I hope so too. Like sometimes I'll cut my nails and I'll go, Okay, you know what? I'm going to start this week in Yakala. And then I'll get distracted with the kids or I'll get distracted with this and that. It will probably come back one it day. Will, it will happen. It mm. will come back to bite you, right? I don't even know how to play anymore, but I know how to tell someone what to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that count? Mm, it counts. It counts. So your songs were picked up for a few television productions. Not many oh artists goodness, can claim that. What did you not research? Not many artists can claim that. Don't shy away from the question. Don't. Dissuade. It's it's a feat. No? She's so calm about it. Um Yeah, I suppose it is. 
You know what it is for me. I live my passion. Like I, I live. I tell everybody, I live a very passionate life because I do what I love. I love that. So, so what other people would consider achievements for me is just like a, oh yeah, you got to do that. Wow, great girl. Let's move on now. You know, it's a good thing. It's great. My husband is the one that reels me back. That goes, okay. Take a moment. I never used to really celebrate my birthdays even. And he used to be like, you know what, babe? Take a moment. It's your birthday. Let's do this thing. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm a passion liver. I don't know if that even makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't stick to norms and regulations. Nothing wrong with that. You know? So, yes, it's an achievement, I suppose, to other people. To me, until I close down Madison Garden or something, maybe then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, bon amash. I think you're a bit too hard on yourself. I don't know. Maybe I, think, I am. I think so. I know it's it's not like I don't know it's an achievement. I don't I don't think if you get I don't know if you get me. You you're a high achiever, obviously. I've always been a high like I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. And I hope to achieve. But it's a Capricorn thing as well. I hope you'll you'll get to a point where you learn to celebrate the smallest of things because to you I know you've got Aspirations or, of, or dreams of performing in, as you said, your Madison uh, Square Garden, right? But uh, to someone out there, that could very well be like the highlight of their of their life. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with being the high achiever that you are. But why does it have to be the highlight, and why can't it be your life? This is my thing about Good achievements. Good point. Good point. Is that you think you've achieved that much, and then it stops you from. Living your life that or way Or yearning for more like, I hear you Getting comfortable your, Comfort zone I hear no, you No, besides that Like Why can't it be your lifestyle? Okay The norm It's okay. the norm Okay Yeah, I think I know it's an achievement Yeah I don't I don't You don't dwell on it I just don't dwell on it Like a lot of people do And I don't just talk about it All the time Like, oh, do you know This is what I You know I hear you And then you move on To the next I challenge move on to the next So the that next you can passion, grow The next To, to carry passion. on the passion I like that To keep your soul alive I like that So Now this <clears> is my favorite part You have just released Your first single Titled Lendorda mm. It is a tribute to your husband. Oh, what a lucky man he is. Yo, he, I mean, a lot of men must be envying your husband right now. I mean, he is like, whoo. Yeah. Good for you, brother. If you're listening, I know you're listening. <laughs> Did you write the song? I write, the, I write a lot of my songs. I wrote the song. I co-wrote the song. Um, an incredible, uh, musician and writer helped me write the song. His name is Mpolo Didi. Um, he's currently, currently in, um, is it Holland? One of those countries that side. Um, and he's trying to, to break through his, his music that side as well. He's married to, to a gorgeous woman that side as well. So he's trying to make it that side. Um, but shall we sat down and I said to him, you know what? I've never really thanked my husband, um, in a way that I would like to thank him. And I know the best way for me to thank him would be for me to write him a song. So this is what I would like to write the song about. It's this man that walks into the room. You're intrigued about, I told him because I'm a storyteller. Even when I rehearse with my band, I say to them, guys, this is how we're going to tell the story of the song when we perform it. So the guitar, this is your point of the story. You are telling the beginning. Don't be too harsh. So you are on your high notes. I'm very specific. It's okay. And remember, this one is sexy in this part. Please don't fight with the song. Mm. So I, I tell, I tell my band, they laugh at me. They laugh at me. But that's how I tell my band how to play the songs. Like it has to, it's an emotional journey. So I it's a story. To, it's a story. And I wanted to, to write the songs. So I told them and he was like, okay, all right. Um, okay. Give me a day. 
gave him a day he came back because I have my own studio. So he came back and he was like, this is what I have. Like he gave me a nice melody. And I was like, yes, this is the one we're writing to this. We wrote to it. We revamped it, redid this, redid that. And Lindota came about. How did your husband feel? I mean, did, did he know that you were writing the song or that you were busy with the song? Recording. He knew I was busy with the song because usually when I when I'm recording with people they sleep over at at the studio, um, so he knew I was definitely working on the song. Um, I don't know if he knew the song was for him, but when I the first time I performed it and I said the song is for you and and I told everybody and everybody just turned back and he was like oh gosh what is this? He's a very um, quiet person by nature, yeah. So he doesn't show his emotions, <laughs> but I'm sure he felt. It. Oh no, he absolutely did. Oh, I wow. I know him and I know he absolutely did. I love that. Yeah. So you attribute much of your success to your dad and husband. You are blessed to have men who support you and your passion. Thank God. I think you know that. I, I think do. you know how blessed you are, I right? Because it's not easy to find somebody who will <laughs> encourage you to follow your dreams. Because more often than not, your typical men out there, which is very sad, is that they society has brought us up in a way that as a woman you must support and encourage your man to follow his dreams while you stay at home and look after the, the kids, kids and the home and look after the home <clears throat> and make sure there's warm food when he comes back from work mm. and when it's your opportunity or your time to shine that on give you the support that you would have given them yeah. at the time that they needed it yeah. and you have that in your dad and your husband it's it's a beautiful space to be in. And there Absolutely. I go back again to the fact that you exude contentment. It's a beautiful feeling. So tell me, who would you like to collaborate with? <clears throat> Tandi Somazai, mm-hmm. hands down. One of one of oh my goodness, one of my favorite musicians that I've ever come across. Like she's magic. She she makes the pots. And, and she makes the <laughs> pot want to pot, happen. Yes. And she's a great performer, great entertainer as well. Great entertainer, great songwriter, great performer. Every single time I see her, I get goosebumps. I opened for her at, um, in Baseline a few years ago and I was like a nothing in the industry. Um, and I was a backup singer for Bongizwe Mabantla. I don't know if you know him. He's also quite big right now. I went to high school with him. So when we came to Jobik, he's like, don't you want to back for me? And I was like, yes, let's do this thing. And um, he was performing and we opened for Tandiswa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Even till today, I was at the Zanzi Magic um, Viewer's Choice Awards. Yes, and I saw her. incredible performance. And I saw Huma Sigela as well. Yes. Night made, life made. Everything made for me. And as a songwriter, which artist would you like to write a song for? Tandi Swamazwai. <laughs> That's how much you love her. I love Tandi Swamazwai. I, I write I agree. her kind of music as well. I write her kind of music. So um, Tandi Swamazwai, um, there's quite a few. I've got a list, by the way, that I've written in my gold book corner somewhere. I just can't remember them right now. Um but I've got songs that I that I've written in his Baluguti Lengo Ah. Yeah. I've and you but you haven't approached them yet. I haven't approached them yet. Um I, like you said, I can be very um humble about my art. Like I I I I I'm very scared to approach people and I know the worst you could get is a is a no. Is a no. And and I tell that to a lot of people and I'm like the worst you can get is a no girl, you know. 
Um, but I've, I also believe there's a time and a place for everything. Like, you're I don't right. want to be that random person that meets someone at an event and I'm like, you're right. oh, I love you. Can I please write a song for you? It makes me come across like I'm a fan where as I'm a professional, I actually do this as it's my bread and butter. It's my soul. It's not my, oh, I love you and I'm a fan. No. You know, so they'll, they'll, they'll come a place where I'm able to, to, to present it to them in a professional manner. And I'll say to them, look, I've had the song for five years that I wrote for you. Tell me what you think of it. Who are they? Can we know them? I can't think of them now. I know but my, we know, okay, Tandiso is one of them. Tandiso is right? definitely one of them. Zonke is one of them. Um, 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 Umale is one of them. She's an amazing artist. Umale. Been trying to get her to do an interview as well. Really? She's an, she's a, she's she's underrated actually in my she's mind. She's very underrated. I went to to varsity with her, and when she was in that group called Kaya, she asked me to take her place, and I did, and I didn't like it because they kept on comparing me to her. And I was like, I know she's Which is amazing. Not fair because you, you, it's not fair. You, you she's all bring amazing. something different to yeah. the table, something unique, right? You know, and she has, she also has that magic as well about her, you know. So when someone compares you to her, you're like, oh my gosh, how do I get this magic that this girl has? Now? Mm. I'm compare, so I ended up quitting because of that. Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> I can imagine. No, I it's, it's almost like um, in, in, insulting or, or, or what do you call it, belittling the talent mm. that you have because you're super talented. That's why I asked you to come here on the show oh, because when I, I I I got sent um a a little taste, a small taste of your 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 single Lindoda and immediately I responded to, it was a WhatsApp message. I, I listened to it, YouTube, and immediately I sent a message saying I need to have her on on opinion booth and here you are. Oh. So next up I'm going to give you a name and you give me the first <laughs> word that comes to mind. Okay. Robbie Malinga, one word. Oh, by the way, him. One word. Uh, Robbie um, Malinga. Yeah, amazing songwriter. Uh-uh, one word. Yo, um, um, greatness. Miriam Makeba. Ooh, legend. Tandi Swamazwai. Ooh, uh, superstar. Kirk Franklin. Um, um, God, no, I don't want to say godly. Um, um, sanctified. Paxton. Ooh, yam yam One word. Uh, <laughs> um, um, oh my gosh. Uh, destiny. Hmm. So now the listeners would kill me if I let you go without <laughs> belting out a tune. So I'm waiting. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so. <laughs> Um, okay, I suppose, okay, I'll sing my, my single that I'm about to release called Ubuslebem Velo. Um, okay, okay, let me not explain it because we like explaining as artists. Swanyela, Swanyela Mdana, Swanyela, Swanyela Mshaba, Usubise, Ubuslebem Velo. Wayesalis tonga sekiwa ne intage bomfu Azange waibo na ngondo ngondo Mdana sekomani Intaba yeye mali Yahamba na ye Shwanyela 
You ha ha ha. I don't know. <laughs> My voice wasn't warm. I was like, oh, goodness no, gracious me. I mean, but I th- you know you're exceptionally talented, right? Thank My you. word. Okay, when is this coming out? Um, I was, I, I was, cause I do everything independently. I don't really know what the goings are of things and the trends and <laughs> things. So I was going to release it towards the end of this year. And then I realized, no, Miranda, people are not going to, um, hear the song because it's going to be taken over by all of these party jams, you know? And I sat down with my husband cause he's like my, I bounce things off him. He's my bouncer. Yes. You know? And then I said to him, this is what I think. And he was like, you know what? I think you need to release it when people are paying attention. So rather like when people don't have money or whatever the case is and, and they really want music, you know? So somewhere in the beginning of the year, I think would be the perfect time to release the song. Hopefully people hear it and it speaks to their souls because it's about someone that has lost themselves in money, in the city, in trends, in life, in, in marriage, whatever, you know, a lot of, we, we lose ourselves in a lot of things. True. But you need to reap and sow the correct things in order to find the realness of you. So I believe my mom actually gave me that song when I wrote it. And it's my wow. mom's song. Whenever I sing it, it's her song. Okay, so it's it's for mom. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you to belt out a chorus as a tribute to your late mom. So that would be that. So I won't go back to it. If you could sing a chorus as a thank you to your husband, what would it sound like? Hmm. As a thank you to my husband. Like made up? Anything. You can even belt out a chorus of Lendota. When ungoa So <laughs> Go back on K, O Guami, O Guaco, when Ungo Waham, Salungo Waham. Your voice, unbelievable. Do you know what's unbelievable? Funny? Is when I record, I sound like a baby. I probably sound like a baby right now. When you play it back, I sound like a total baby and I hate it. I hate recordings. I love but your voice. Live, live, it sounds so much better. If I could afford you, you would come home every night just to put me to bed. Sing, sing a lullaby for me and I would, I know I would have a peaceful night. Okay. Let me not be selfish. You're being so kind. If you could <laughs> sing a chorus as a thank you to your dad, what would it sound like? Ooh, I've struggled with that for years. I've struggled with that for years. Um, oh my gosh. I don't even know what I would. 
I love you, Daddy. You are my hero, and you're always in my dreams. I love you, Daddy. Oh, Daddy, you always be my superstar. Ba ba bum, ba ba bum. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So now tell me, what are you up to this festive season? Oh my goodness, for once, I'll be spending the festive season at my own house. Hallelujah to that. Cooking, eating, Cooking, drinking. eating. For once, people are going to come and visit us and we're not going to go visit them. So usually what we do, my husband and I, is we divide the holiday up. Half of the holidays at his parents' house and half of the holidays at my parents' house. Which is a lot of traveling because his parents are in Maritzburg and my parents are in the free states. So we pack up the kids and we have to pack up everything for like mm, four weeks. Excuse me. It becomes a lot of admin. <clears throat> so for once, we're going to be at our home. I've asked my dad to come and visit and he's agreed. He has Joburg. He doesn't want to come to Joburg, but he's actually agreed to come to Joburg for a couple of days with his daughters. Fantastic. So we're, we're going to have a full house and my husband's parents have also said they're going to come. So it's just going to be a great like little festive season. And then for Christmas, they'll go to their own homes and we'll be in our own home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll celebrate as our own little family. So I don't plan to do anything. I so plan... no, no performances? Um... Um, my performances, I've stopped. Someone was talking to me about the 16th as well. So I might have something happening on the 16th. Is that in Joburg? But I have two weddings that I'm performing at on the 16th as well. Lovely. Um, so hopefully 17th, I'm cutting everything off. Um, I don't want to work. I'm not that person that works on the festive. Maybe I'm not famous enough yet. Maybe when I'm famous, I'll be working. You, you know, <laughs> you, I think you, 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 you underestimate yourself or you, I'm looking you, for you, a manager. You know. I'm looking for a manager. That's the other thing, Sonia. If you know of anybody that's incredible, that wants to manage some incredible new talent, um, or someone that's trying to find themselves in the music industry, that's me. Um, please let me know. It will reach the right person. Please. That's for sure. Please. In the words of Miranda, at this point in my career, I'm committed to learning all there is to know about the acting and music industry. Music should be timeless. I'd like to be known and remembered as a lady of soul. Yes. An actress who tugged at the strings of the heart of the audience and got people grooving to the soulful sounds of her voice. I love that. Miranda, thank you so much for spending time with me on The Opinion Booth. I really enjoyed this interview. I have to tell you, you didn't ask me any of the usual stuff. Like I had such a good time. As a result, I just kept on blabbing and I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you so much. Oh, you are too kind. Thank you. We, we do things differently here on the opinion No, I booth. really appreciate that. Oh, I really do. I love those positive words. Love, Thank love, you. love. You're a breath of fresh air and... I'll be checking out your social media pages just to see when the new single will be coming yes. out. I know you said next year already. Um, Lendota, I have it on my, on my, on my phone and, um, Ooh, I need to also, I also need, you know, um, I, 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 iTunes, right? Thank you. So, and all other digital platforms, right? That all people other can download. Platforms. It's not just iTunes. Everywhere. Deezer, Wenabani, but all of them. Yes. You're an amazing person and, um, thank you for your time once again. Thank you for having me. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. And this comes in the words of William Buckley. 
There are two great days in a person's life, the day we are born and the day we discover why. I think now you understand why the title of the show is Exist for Life, because Miranda is all about chasing your dreams, passionately so. I love that. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.